Thank you for joining us and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club. I'm your host, Manny G, and this is not our normal show. This is a bonus show. We talked about the Battle for Azeroth about a month ago, and we wanted to do a follow-up. That was about our, um, our first impressions, but now we want to give our impressions of the end game. What is going on? It's an MMORPG. MMORPGs are all about the loot. They're all about the end game. And we wanted to uh, give an update and talk to you. So tonight I am joined by my good friend, Kyle. Ooh, hey, how's it going, everyone? Yeah, man. How you been, dude? Oh my God, dude. This has been just so much fun. I'm I'm really, really happy we're doing this because whew, got a lot of talked about. Yes. Yeah, it, it's been great. So yeah, World of Warcraft. We just finished Legion. We went to Argus. We imprisoned Sargeras. And then we had the whole uh we beginning left Illidan of the behind. Yeah, left Illidan <laughs> behind. We had the whole uh the battle for Azeroth, the pre-patch that was pretty fun and epic. And now we are in full swing. We have explored all of Kulturas, Xandalar, and now we are at the endgame. So Kyle, yeah, let's let's talk. We had our one of the best features about Legion, I think, were the uh, the whole artifact system. Yeah. And that that was really powerful because it you got to play out your fantasy. You know, you have these amazing fabled weapons that we've all known about for a long time, or most of them anyways, and we got to use them as players. So at the end of Legion, those are gone. We now have the Heart of Azeroth. It is a a, a necklace that gives us power and the it empowers a couple pieces of our armor, right? Three pieces, yeah, our your shoulders, shoulders, our your helm, chest. and our chest. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And those kind of give us different abilities, and you unlock those abilities based on the the level of your necklace. So, Kyle, just what are your impressions? How do you feel about that system compared to artifact weapons? Well, I think that uh, it's kind of artifact light. Um, one of our favorite... Uh, YouTube personalities, Bellular, uh, described it with displeasure. I, I think that I really enjoyed the artifact weapons, uh, mostly yeah. just because of the story. The stories attached to all of them, uh, like like our favorite, the Ashbringer. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. But yes, with artifact weapons, like I said, it was the lore attached to them. It was the story. It was, you know, uh, the Sith of Elun, the thing that brought the used by Aragul to bring the worgen into our world um you know boomkin's got to use that uh it's just it there's a whole mess of different uh things with artifact weapons that made it cool mm -hmm. um, so deep a lot of story yeah the uh the the problem i have with artifact weapons is uh also i guess something that was good with it with artifact weapons it was you had that weapon throughout the entire expansion yes um, so like with uh I, one of my favorite stories I like to tell based on with weapons is when we were raiding Naxxramas and Totally Rad Guild, and you were on your Death Knight. I don't remember. What was your Death Knight's name? Um, Gosh. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember either, but I was, on my, <laughs> I was on my Paladin so hot, and uh, yeah. our first clear 25-man, uh, you got the Betrayer of Humanity axe off Kel'Thuzad. And six months later... I got it as second in line. <laughs> so 
So yeah, I mean, it was it was nice that uh, it was nice that in Legion they allowed you to have that weapon throughout the entire time, and mm-hmm. you know you never really felt without you never really felt gimped compared to other people um, based on weapons. But that being said, it was also kind of crappy because you know when you get a really awesome weapon, yeah, or when you go and and you want that different appearance, you want uh, you know you 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 want to have the ability to get something different. Um, so that is something that I like about how they don't have artifact weapons in um, in BFA. But going back to the original point, after uh, after t- <laughs> after taking such a detour, uh-huh. <laughs> the, uh, the neck is pretty cool. Um, your level is based on reputation with the Champions of Azeroth, uh, Magni Bronzebeard, the Speaker of Azeroth. Um, so in that way, it is kind of nice that it is based off a reputation, and then you also have your different levels of gathering Azerite power that empowers the necklace so that you can have levels on the neck to then increase your Azerite traits on each of those pieces, be it your chest, your helm, or your shoulders. And they're unique traits based on spec, too. Yes. So getting multiple pieces of gear be it a shoulder be it a helm be it a chest you then can just have as opposed to having to constantly reforge them and change them you can just have different specs hanging out in your bags but yeah so that's that's the cool thing it it does kind of feel like a a lesser version of the of the artifact weapons but i I still enjoy it personally Mm -hmm. i i like the system i think it's really interesting it has a lot of potential but the problem for me right now is that the the weapons that we had in Legion, they changed the way you play. They're pretty impactful, some of the, the talents that they had. Or they at least change an effect of some one of your abilities that was unique to that weapon. Like if you took the weapon off, you didn't you you know, you were missing an ability all of a sudden. Yeah. So so these don't necessarily do that. They do kind of change. Some of them can potentially change up how you play, but I think it's it's a decent start. They had a some balancing issues to begin with, so I think that's why a lot of people have a, a negative idea of it because because of balance. You know, some yeah. were just unquestionably super powerful, and others were a complete loss of damage, and it caused an issue to where. A, a 370 upgrade was nowhere near as good as a, a 340 if the traits weren't right. You know? Yeah, yeah, that was... And, and also, um, the grind for artifact power was insatiable. Um, yeah. our, go- our good friend Ryan, he experienced that with PvP. PvPing was not a reliable source of artifact power. And no. they didn't introduce any real catch-up mechanics until well into the expansion. Uh, The nice thing about Battle for Azeroth with the Nex is that it's not a make or break when it comes to the eye level. Yes, it will give you more stats, but you can get Azerite power from everything, including PvP. And they've already released their catch-up mechanic. As we progress in the expansion, your, uh, your neck piece, it requires less and less to level up. So that if somebody comes in late into the expansion or you're leveling an alt, that process is in place, that system's there so that you could actually get a higher level neck piece a lot faster than actually what we're doing now. 
Yeah. So that's that's already started. So that's really welcomed. Yeah, it's it's really really nice, um, especially for alts. Um, yeah, and the goal is to just yeah. make it easier to play whatever character you want. Yeah, and 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 Ian said as much as that he wants you to have fun. The end-all be-all for Blizzard right now is just, are you having fun playing the game? Now, uh, some people are going to be mercilessly complaining about anything and everything <laughs> if the game doesn't exactly cater to what they want. Sure. But you can't, you know, you can't please any everybody, but you can always try to please most people. And I think the Blizzard is pretty successful doing that. I think At least so. they are with me. I mean, I'm having an absolute blast playing this game. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about some of the features here. Uh, Island Expeditions, that is mm -hmm. definitely, it's a, a max level thing you get to do, and its main purpose is to award you Azerite power. You can earn some different cosmetic stuff, some toys, some mounts, things like that. But how much of that have you done, Kyle? And do you think that's kind of a, a successful thing? And just what are your overall thoughts about Island Expeditions? Island Expeditions, um, currently they're kind of milk toast. I've only done up to Heroic. I haven't done Mythic, uh, but they have four different settings. They have Normal, which uh, awards... So they have a weekly total of Azerite power that you're... Or Azerite that you're supposed to gain from these island expeditions. The whole thing is, is you as an expeditionary force, a three-man force or woman force, three-person force, goes onto this island and you got to mine and get all the Azerite you can before your opposing faction does. Um... In normal, I believe it is 6,000 Azerite that you need to collect. And heroic, it's 12,000. Mythic, I want to say it's 24,000. And then they also have a PvP version where you go against three opposite members of the other faction. And it is a race just to get as much Azerite. And then as you live longer, you're worth more Azerite to the opposing faction. So you can get killed by NPCs or other players if you're doing the PvP faction or the, uh, the PvP expedition. I keep forgetting to do it. Yeah. And it has hampered me completely with, uh, with progressing my neck. I'm currently only at level 20. A lot of my traits now that I'm in raid gear require level 21. So I'm a little behind, but they're easy enough to do. Uh, you can pug them, get a, a public group pug. Um, <laughs> although it is easier if you have, two other people that you know and you can communicate especially in voice chat uh, although blizzard does have an in-game voice chat now which is really really handy it's really nice actually it actually works it actually works and that is something that we have been asking for for years <laughs> sometimes <laughs> to our chagrin sometimes to our benefit but uh, overall i think it, it's it's a fun thing to do when you're not raiding or mythic plus running or pvping it's something it's something else to do. And then at the end of the week, when you fill up that bar of however much Azerite it requires, I forget what it is. It's a weekly thing. You get 2,500 Azerite power. And that is awesome. Because at lower levels, that'll fill you up two or three levels. Uh, at my level, I think it's about a quarter of my bar. I like the island expeditions. I like that there's different islands and they kind of rotate with different enemies on them. So right. it's it's fun. It's fresh. But it's not, um, I think I think this is a good starting point. They've never done anything like this before. And Ian uh, did say that they're going to be bringing a lot of improvements to spawning and rewards and things like that soon. So it's pretty good. I, I'm enjoying it. 
And the, the other big thing that was new are Warfronts. Um, that came out, that kind of had some controversy because there were some bugs and some things in it kind of turn out the way they had planned. But I think uh, mm -hmm. Warfronts was pretty successful, at least for for its 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 goal. So it's, it's a large scale 20 person activity where you're either the Alliance or the Horde and you're attacking your, your opposing faction until you kind of conquer this particular area. They take about 20 minutes, maybe up to 30, depending on your group. But did you do some Warfronts, Kyle? I did quite a few. I was sucked in when they announced it because they said it was very Warcraft 3-esque, yeah. where uh, you had to gather resources before you even set foot in wherever the Warfront is, in this case, the Urathi Highlands, although they're also going to be releasing an 8.1 uh, Darkshore. The, the first time you do it, the scenario... Uh, it's you and 19 other people. Uh, you when you complete it, you get a 370 item loot piece, and that is fantastic, especially for someone who has just hit the minimum gear requirement. Which, <laughs> when it first started, and this is why some people are a little salty on the forums, even more so. Uh, when it first started, there was no gear item or gear requirement. Yeah, it so, was just love uh, level 120. Go in exactly. there with, with greens and blues if you've had them on. Yep. Uh, I took... Now, granted, if if they had the 320 item requirement... Now they have a 320 item level requirement to get into it so that you're not just making everything much, much longer and more difficult for the other people who are adequately geared. But at the end of it, it gives you a 340 piece every single time you do it. So I went in on my Warlock and I tried getting pants. I was unsuccessful. Yeah. I'm still I'm I'm item level three fifty eight and I still have three twenty five pants. <laughs> That's um, the way it goes, man. RNG. Dude, it is the way to go. It is it is the betrayer of humanity for me right now. All man. over again. Six All months away from those pants. I freaking hope not. <laughs> well, but I I went on my my went on my I went on my death night and yeah. it was only three I think he he's like three twenty he was three twenty five or three twenty six did a couple heroics and one mythic. Um, but I was able to go in. I chain ran it for about a solid hour and a half until I got really tired of it. Yeah. And uh, he's up to like 341. So, you know, not terrible. Um, but the cool thing is, is that once the uh, your faction captures it, you get access to a world boss that also drops 370 item, item level gear. And then a bunch of rare mobs that normally have 1 to 2 million health. And they drop special items such as cosmetic items. They drop pets, they drop toys, and a couple of them even drop mounts. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get a couple pets and a couple toys, but no mounts. That was what it yeah. made me a very sad panda. <laughs> um, but the cool thing is, is that the other faction, in this case the Alliance, for me, I'm the Horde, they started out getting that world boss and all of the other stuff. And then after we gathered resources for the better part of four or five days, six days, then we have the scenario to take it, which lasts another two or three. And now we are currently in the spot where we have the world boss and then all of the rares. The advantage to it is that, like I said, you have all that opportunity to get gear. It's pretty cool. The disadvantage, in my opinion, and I understand why they did it, is that they don't want this to be a primary source of gear for people. Yeah, they imagined it as like an event that you do like yeah. once a month. So there are some people that are kind of salty that they 
World Boss was up past a reset, which is every Tuesday, and they can't get another piece of three seven or another chance to get a piece of three seventy mm-hmm. gear. I have not because I keep getting gold. Yeah. Instead of Raspberry <laughs> Power or it's like I said, nice. man, all I want all I want are pants. That's all I want. <laughs> but it is really cool. I had the opportunity to jump into Warfronts. I did at least twenty of them. Like I ran wow. a lot. I geared up. I have three level 120 characters, my rogue, mm-hmm. my monk, and my hunter. And I got them all over 340, I believe. And I primarily wow. did it through That's Warfronts. Awesome. So it was really great. I got in there on my monk. And so so I started on my hunter and I got a, a 340 piece. And then I got the repeat piece. Like I kept getting the same thing like three times in a row. So I was able to get uh, 320 on my monk. I got in there. And every time I did a Warfront, it gave me a different piece until it gave me like the entire set for my monk. And then it started getting weapons. Yeah. So that's probably why I kept going because it kept giving me something I can use. Yeah. Unfortunately, I had the exact opposite experience on my Death Knight. My Death Knight, most of my gear was under 340. Yeah. And I got gloves three times in a row. I got pants which made me upset because I still haven't gotten them on my Drew or my, my <laughs> Warlock. Um, and also uh, T&E, I can't remember their actual names. I just know them from, from YouTube, but uh, he was saying T from... Taliesin. Yeah, Taliesin. Yeah. Taliesin was saying that on the one character, he kept getting gear that he didn't have, and it was awesome. And then by the sixth time, he kept getting the same piece over and over again, and it burned him out of it. Yeah. But... Like, like he and I agree and that it's fun. It's a, it's a distraction. It's an event. It's something to do. It's, it's enjoyable. Yeah. And I, I think that I enjoyed it for what it was. It was something else to do. It had a little bit of story to it. It was really cool to see how they changed the Arathi Highlands uh, because, you know, that, that zone has been in the game since. Yeah, it's like they the remastered original. the whole zone. Yeah. Looks everything great. looks really good. Oh gosh. Stormguard looks, Stormguard looks so good. And coming from the time when it was just, it used to be nothing but trolls and, uh, and, and ogres and all this other stuff. And now it's just, it's redone. It looks pretty. The cathedrals or the, the, the main keep is back. It's just, it's, it's really, they did a great job. So just for a bit of perspective, I have been playing almost entirely solo the, for this last month. Almost everything I've done, I've, I've played by myself. And that's by choice, too. I, I, you know, my one of my sons was really sick, so I wasn't feeling good after a while. And so I would just kind of log on and just do stuff on my own. And, um, and it, it worked out. There was actually a lot of content and a lot of fun that I had just playing by myself. And that was through, like, the war fronts. That was through the island expeditions. And that was really fun. That is, like, medium-tier endgame stuff. Because you earn that stuff to get you to raiding and to get you to Mythic Plus Dungeons. So those are things that I haven't touched. I did do the LFR. Uh, the first wing is out, so you can go in there like in LFR mode. The look, look for, for raid, raid, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's easy. The mechanics, they, they only have some of the boss mechanics, so you could kind of learn how the bosses actually act. You could earn gear. So that was actually a lot of fun. I really liked it. And, um, but Kyle, you, you kind of on the opposite end, you are raiding 
you are playing in groups doing mythic pluses so i think you know one of the uh one of the points of doing this episode was to talk about kind of our different experiences at yeah. the end game so you know I, I wanted to ask you about how things are holding up what do you think about mythic plus what do you think about the raid and how have you been progressing in the raid as well so you want to talk about the the raid first or mythic plus first i'll go mythic plus first all right. Uh, Mythic Plus, it's a lot of fun. With Mythic Plus, the advantage to it, like you said before, is that you can get in, you can take half hour, 45 minutes, hour, however long it takes, and you can have a bit of a challenge. Um, the difference they did with, or the thing they changed with Mythic Plus from Legion to now is that um, in Legion, Mythic Plus would be just a race against time up until... Uh, keystone level five yeah once keystone level five hit then you would get one added thing such as a volcano appears if you stand still for more than two seconds under your feet or uh boss and trash have increased health by 20 percent um and then once you progressed over keystone 10 it added another one 15 another one mm -hmm. so it made it really challenging and added a whole new dimension to the dungeons that by the time the Mythic Plus came out, that you've already run half a dozen times. Yeah. So currently, my highest keystone, I think, is seven. I think I've run a Mythic seven. Um, unfortunately for me, my original spec affliction is great in raiding, great in single target, especially in the bosses of Mythic Plus. But a lot of the higher keystones in Mythic Plus, you need to have more of an AoE-centric spec. So I've been playing with Demonology, and it is a lot of fun. Good. Having like 20 imps out at one time and then yeah. you do imp explosion implosion which just sh it sh they shoot all at the and it's just a huge aoe it's really fun um i haven't really pushed mythic plus keys too hard mostly because the group that i do them with i haven't been on at nighttime and the off days that we aren't raiding which yeah. is when they do them um but it is it is fun they they added a little bit more difficulty to the in bfa and a lot more flair and it's just it's a lot of fun and like i said before if you don't hit the timer if you push too hard you don't have a great group composition so on and so forth you can still get gear at the end it just won't make your keystone higher so if you yeah. hit between the timer i'm sorry i should have explained that before if you hit the timer you have a chance for better loot as well as also a keystone your keystone that you have like let's say you're doing a mythic plus two if you complete in a certain amount of time, the high, the quickest amount of time that you can get, it might make that Mythic Keystone a five. And then you can just get higher item level gear the higher Keystone you go. I haven't really pushed them too much, but the raid, the raid is a lot of fun. Old dear. Uh, so the story is that the Blood God Gahun, who is a servant of Narlax, I believe is the old god, he has risen. Mm -hmm. uh, brought on by the general in oh my gosh i can't remember the name of the zone it's the sand zone in zandalar anywho yeah the the guy's brought back and your entire job is to go into his temple and take him out so the first night i went in with uh my buddy jimmy's guild the salty ones on thrall shout out <laughs> and um we in the first night we took down five bosses with minimal minimal explanation now the, the thing that differs now from raiding from when we first started raiding in burning crusade 
is that everything is thoroughly, thoroughly tested on either beta or public test realm. Yeah. So by the time that we actually got to it, the raid has already been done hundreds of times. You know, you have bad, deadly boss mods is already telling you exactly what to do. You know, big wigs is telling you what to do. Um, but it was the first night. It was challenging. We wiped on a couple bosses. It felt really good to get back into not really progression rating. We're not really pushing ourselves too hard. But seeing the content and doing it, the first boss is a tank and spank. But they're also blood orb uh, blood orbs that pop down on the ground, and they do a standing damage over time if you go in on them, and you have to position them so that. You know, you you're on a platform, so you can't you run you'll run out of room eventually if you do. But being we did the normal raid the first night, and then the second night uh, we do Tuesdays and Thursdays. Second night I couldn't attend, so they were able to take down two more bosses or three more bosses. They got to Zul, who is the betrayer of Zandalar, and uh, the second week we took down the we got all the way up to Zul on the first night, and then the second night. We took down Zul and Gahoon, and then we went straight into Heroic, which is the next level up from normal. Uh, it adds the bosses more or less hit harder, and there are a couple extra mechanics in each fight. It's it's so much fun. It's very challenging. You have to coordinate. Now, the, the cool thing is, another thing that, that has changed many since we were raiding in Burning Crusade and all the other ones, mm -hmm. is uh, the flex raiding. So... Yes. Back in the day, we would have to have 25 people or bust. You know, yeah. it was either 25 or 10. There was no if, and, or buts. Now, I think the one night we went in was 17 people. And it was fun because we had 17 people. Then Thursday, we only had 14. Yeah. But we were still able to do the content because the rate adjusts. I think it flexes anywhere between 10 and 30. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing. Yeah. And, and it's great because, you know, for a smaller guild... You can, like, like there's, well, at least the smaller guild and the fact that people that actually want to raid and can put the time aside. I mean, it's six hours a week. It's three hours, nine to 12 Eastern, nine to 12 Eastern. So it is it is a, a, a time commitment. But thankfully, it's because they're mostly West Coasters. It's late enough for me that I can actually do it. But it's also not too late so that I'm not a zombie the next day at work. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But the, the raid is very fun. As I said, it has a little bit of a challenge to it. The mechanics for the bosses are interesting. Uh, some of them I haven't seen yet. At least uh, in the one boss, Mother, who is another Titan Watcher, Titan Creation, um, you have to... She has three rooms, and she is slowly gathering energy, and that you have to have all of your people go into the next room before she hits 100 energy, or then she just wipes out everything in the room. Yeah. The caveat is that when you go through the barrier to the second room or the third room, it does a raid-wide damage, plus it spawns an ad. So you have to coordinate and have everyone go through in batches. We do batches of two or three. I, th I think on normal we do three. On heroic we do two. But you have to time that out and you have to do it quick enough that you can actually get, you know, all of the ads down and weather all of the damage that comes through by having people go through the barrier mm -hmm. before she hits the cleanse and wipes everyone out. And then when you get to the second room, they have winds so that you can't just stand around all the time. So it'll knock you into fire. So if, if you're not paying attention to where the wind is blowing, 
it'll knock you into fire and you'll die. And then they also have cleansing beams. Um, if you've ever watched Resident Evil, the movie with Mila Jovovich, when they go in to try to get into the hive mind's room and she has those laser beams that are shooting across and they have to avoid them, it's pretty much the same thing except that you live through it if you go through the gap. I love Blizzard's like ray design because yeah. they, they're they able to, to kind of take a, a particular boss in the environment and they kind of create a theme with all the different mechanics that kind of fit that particular boss in a certain exactly. way. And, you know, to, yeah, they, you can reuse mechanics and stuff. You can't, how many hundreds of raid bosses are, are there? There's so many f- throughout the entire game. So you're right. going to reuse some ideas. Mm-hmm. But like thematically, it all works well for that particular encounter. And I think that's that's a part of the, the magic of their, their raid team. And you can tell that they really do put a lot of thought into it. Um, one of the things that I kicked, I probably, I think it's only the third thing I've kickstarted, was one of the original level designers. He kept notes for when they were setting up the original World of Warcraft game, or as we affectionately call it, Vanilla. Yeah. And it's just fascinating looking at some of the things that he's put just for samples of how much actually goes into every level design, how much thought, how much, you know, how much work and also how much love. These, the people designing this game now grew up on it. You know, they, they, they started, a lot of them started playing Warcraft in 2004. I mean, it's 14 years now, man. There are people born that are in high school that did not know a world without World of Warcraft. I know, it's crazy. It is. Um, but you're right. The thematic aspect to it. Each dungeon is different. Each boss is different in this dungeon. And and the new raid that they just announced uh, yesterday, Ian, on a, not a Q&A, just a, an announcement sort of uh, video on Twitch. Developer diary type thing. Yeah. they. Uh, it's going to be the battle for uh, Zul'dazar. So you have the Horde defending against an Alliance invasion force, and the Alliance... Uh, attacking the Horde capital to get to the King of Zandalar. And the cool thing is, is that it is uh, six bosses uh, for either side. And then at the end of, once you either defend or defeat the King, you then get to go back and see what the other side did, the other faction did. And you role play, I guess, um, as the other faction. So you get to see, you get to do three more bosses and see what they see. So I, I really like that because... Especially for me, uh, I, I've only done Horde so far. I haven't leveled Alliance yet. I, I have some Alliance characters. I have one specifically, my, my Paladin. Mm-hmm. But I've only gotten her to level 112, I think. So I haven't seen the story on the other side. I really need to because apparently the Kul story is just fantastic with Jaina Proudmoore and such. It really shows that Blizzard, going back to their uh, raid, it shows that they're trying to further the story. They're trying to make an effort to keep people engaged, to keep people caring about the characters, to care about the game itself. And uh, for me personally, with the rating that I'm currently doing, it's definitely doing that. And they, above Heroic, they even have Mythic. Now, we're not going to be Mythic rating, uh, mostly because it requires an insane, insane amount of time, an insane amount of dedication, but also an insane amount of patience that I don't have. And also, I'm not on their server, so I wouldn't be able to do it anyways. But Mm -hmm. uh, the guild method 
actually took down the mythic Gahoon, the last boss in Old Deer. Yeah, that was just They were the today, first ones right? today. Yeah, and it was the first time that the world first downing of the last boss of a mythic raid has been live streamed. It was really, really exciting to watch. Yeah. Or in my case, mostly listened to because I, once again, was at work. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was... Uh, I wasn't watching it when they did it, but I did see a video afterwards and um, it's pretty great, man. It looks insane, really, really man. fun. It's and insane. It takes a tremendous amount of dedication to do something like that. So, yeah. yeah, that's pretty awesome. So we talked now, about- I wanted to say okay, that, uh, that having done normal, gone right into normal and then gone to heroic, I am absolutely astonished at how much looking for raid is downplayed like is mm -hmm. downgraded in in ease um yeah yeah it's, it's definitely tourist mode right my god dude it is insane just the difference um and and and, and normal for me now is is relatively blase i mean it's not blase it still presents a little bit of a challenge I mean, we wiped on on a regular gahoon last night twice but that was also because just we had different people in different places, yeah. uh, different roles, but it is amazing just how much LFR is down, downgraded from normal and then heroic. But I hope that you do get to join us uh, for a raid soon enough because you're going to enjoy it, man. <laughs> well, I, I had, I had decided a long time ago to just not raid in Warcraft just mm -hmm. because you know, it, it does take a lot of time and, and effort and energy, and it also takes planning and things. And, and I just, I'm just not that person any longer. Right. But, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, well see the, what the nice, the nice thing is now is that, you know, if you only can make it one night for three hours, it's cool. We have people to do that. Yeah. I think the flex yeah. raid really opens up opportunities for people. It really does. Because, you it know, what's really the difference does. between having 11 people or 12, you know, or 17 or 18, you know, it's the, the, everything scales like accordingly. So that's pretty, pretty cool. Exactly. Really so good. I look forward, look forward to you joining us eventually for a one night a week. A maybe. <laughs> well, we'll see, man. We'll, we'll see. So I don't know, man. Well, that's, I mean, we kind of uh, did what we set out to do. Kind of talked about mm -hmm. or some of our end game experiences, what we thought about it and yeah. how battle for Azeroth is kind of shaping up for us. And it's, it's fun. I'm still having a lot of fun. I am at a point with all my characters now to where playing solo is not going to get me a uh, higher gear progression. Right. I'm so, so it all kind of depends, you know, do you want to play the game just to get better gear or do you enjoy the activities enough to just play the activities? regardless of what your gear level is. And this is the first expansion that I've ever not cared about my item level necessarily, you know? Yeah. I, you know, you, you kind of do, you want to see bigger numbers and stuff, but I am just enjoying playing the characters that I have. Yeah. So I am I'm content to just mess around and not, not care too much. And I think it's that the fun. nice thing about this expansion is that they really focused on bringing the fun back to the game. It is enjoyable. Like I, I, I can't necessarily say that there were some times that I really hated playing the game, but there were some times, you know, it just wasn't all that fun. Yeah. And it felt like a grind, especially in Legion. It did feel like a grind. Now I don't mind going out and doing world quests and things of that nature. Now some people, it's not their cup of tea. 
Um, I am looking forward to bringing back the invasions, be it now Horde is invading Alliance and vice versa. That's going to add another wrinkle, another layer, another something to do. And I think that that's one thing that they really excelled with so far in Battle for Azeroth is having content is great, but it's also having a purpose, having something to do. Yeah. And you can go and you can grind arenas if you want and you'll get artifact or you get Azerite power. You know, you'll mm-hmm. get a chance for gear when you max out your conquest points, you'll get the gear. You know, it's, I, I like that they made it so that no matter what you're doing in the game, yes, there are more efficient ways of doing something such as world quests for Azerite power, but you don't ever have to do a world quest if you don't want the Azerite power. There you go. Yeah. You know, you can go into an island expedition. So I, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with the game as they move forward, as you know, all of these systems get flushed out. And I'm really glad that you're enjoying it as a solo because I enjoy it as a solo, but for me, um, now that I've had that taste of raiding and raiding enough that it's fun and challenging, but not raiding enough to where I feel like it's a second job. Yeah. Now that I've had my, you know, I've dipped my toe in, I'm ready to dive in head first. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. And, you know, it's one night a week, two nights a week, if we feel like doing the second night. And it's just, it's a lot of fun, man. I really can't wait for you to join up with us because you're going to have an absolute blast. Sounds good, man. <laughs> the uh, 8, 8.1 is around the corner. It is going up yeah. on the public test realm later this week. So it's funny. They just finished the uh, current... Um, mythic raid today and they're already talking about the new raid so pretty awesome lots of content i'm glad they keep they're rolling out on the legion schedule trying to keep their constantly new content for everyone they're not catering to the hardcores they're not catering to the super casuals they're hitting us right in the middle yeah that's a good thing man so cool man i think that's i think that's a show that's a bonus show yeah bonus show you're uh you're streaming your raid right Yep, every Tuesday and Thursday from 9 Eastern to midnight Eastern on twitch.tv slash bambambranson. Uh, I also plan on streaming other things, but right now it's just raid uh, to let people know it is there is some harsh language, um, the things of that nature. My, my channel does have a warning for explicit content. It's not anything terrible but you may hear a couple f-bombs a couple s-bombs some things and even some <laughs> terrible 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 remixes of music sounds great <laughs> yeah. but you can also follow me on twitter at kyle underscore sob and uh yeah drop me a line man my uh battle tag is feral face pound seven one seven oh two feel free to add me on there and uh we can run some stuff awesome <laughs> cool and if you want to know anything about the show, just go to GamingAdventureClub.com. You can find all the links there. So thanks for hanging out with me, Kyle. Thanks for listening, everybody. And until next time, have an adventurous week and take Ooh. care of yourself. And Smash one that follow button. <laughs> <laughs>